0: Hey, everybody, welcome back to Fitness Candor Podcast. Before we get started, I'm coming off a little bit of a cold. Um, I've already apologized to our guests that this might find my my voice might be going in and out a little bit. I'll do my best to contain it, press the the mute button, and and try not to hack and cough all over the place. But anyway, I apologize. Our guest today is Mike Reed. Um, Some of you might have heard his other podcast with Barbell Logic. He is the creator and the owner of micro gains, which are fractional weight plates. Um, there's really not much else to say about, about the product, except for that. That's exactly what it is. So think in terms of if you're in the gym and you see two and a half pound plates, most places across the country, that's going to be about as small as they go. Well, what Mike has done and his company is created even smaller plates all the way down to um, maybe even smaller, but as far as I know, uh, quarter pound plates uh, all the way up to one, one and a quarter, one and a half pound plate. So, you know, you get stuck during your linear progression or you can't make that next leap on your bench press or whatever lift you're working on. Micro gains is, is going to be that product that might help you break the barrier one pound at a time. So, um, anyway, without further ado, Mike, thanks for joining me, man. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me. So you and I talked before, um, and you kind of have a unique history of how you got into this because you know you're you're not in the fitness in whether well, you weren't in the fitness industry before this, right? So tell tell people a little bit about what you do, who you are, and and how how Microgains came to be. Sure. So uh, a couple of years ago, back in about
1: 2016, I started Microgains. What was happening? I was working on like a linear progression. Uh, model for weightlifting. So I was big into weightlifting and it was more of like a starting strength style, uh, doing three sets of five of the bench and the squat and the deadlift, et cetera. And eventually I'm not a very big guy, uh, especially the upper body. So some of the harder moves for me were the bench and the overhead press going up by five pounds, uh, was challenging. So I knew I had to find something else to be able to, to go up by smaller increments and, you know, two and a half are the smallest. You're always making that five pound jump at the minimum. Uh, so I went online and found, Fractional plates. Uh, most of them were made in China or overseas. I thought they were kind of expensive. They weren't, they weren't that great. So I thought, you know what, I can probably make these myself. I decided to go over to a local laser cutting place, basically. And then I said, hey, I need these four sizes of plates, quarter, half, three quarter, one pound. And we had them cut, I think, on 316th inch steel. Laser cut discs, basically a big washer. I think I had 25 of each size made the first time. Plain steel, had to uh, clean them off because they're uh, like a little, they're like kind of dirty so they don't rust. Uh, it's called like pickled and oiled steel. I clean them off. I put a big piece of plywood in the back of my shed in my backyard, screwed it up there. And I put a whole bunch of nails that I could hang the plates on so then I could paint them black because I decided I wanted to go with black, uh, all black plates and hung them up. I took a, a spray paint and then just sprayed them, did a couple coats, flipped it, sprayed it. Waited for it to dry, brought it inside. Um, I got little stickers that said one pound and three quarter pound. Stuck them on there with the MicroGains logo and started selling them on eBay. And that's actually how I got started. Um, the very first month, I, I remember we I think we sold three sets, so I remember exactly <laughs> where I was at. I, I previously, awesome. before I did MicroGains full time, I worked at a grocery store. I've been in the grocery business for fifteen years. Uh, worked oh, at wow. various stores, Walmart included. So. Uh, I was working there, and I remember I got the notification on my phone that said I had sold something on eBay, and I looked up, and it was the sets, and I uh, was pretty excited. So that was kind of like the instant validation I needed to be. Oh yeah, I'm going to
0: keep going forward. So that's kind of how it all got started. You know, it's funny because like I feel like for myself, if I would have been, if I got stuck at five pounds for a press, especially, I'd been like, well, I guess that's it. <laughs> it no more. Can't do any more. That's, anymore. It. that's I guess i it. over, Coach. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that that's awesome. That's cool. And then the so what year, did you say what year that was when you first started uh, selling like that 1st eBay? That e-mail Yeah, that would be
1: through? early 2017. So early February 2017 okay. was the first ever set sold for
0: micro gains. Okay, nice. And so your training history, how long had you been training before all of that took place?
1: Uh, probably a couple of years. I got into barbell weightlifting. Um, I was following a strong lifts program, a yep. couple of different programs out there. And I put a power rack in my basement. Uh, we actually built a wooden one and, uh, built it in my basement. I have oak boards and uh, pipes for the safeties. And I got a rogue power bar and started lifting there and, um, kind of progressed through different programs, got stronger. And then, you know, the traditional, like you you hit the plateau, you deload it, you go back up. Uh, I've tried different reps and sets. I tried German volume training, like 10 sets of 10. I've tried a bunch of different stuff. My own fractional place helped me, you know, break that press plateau uh, and, and get a little stronger.
0: Yeah. So you kind of had all this, you already had that in you. Like you were building, it sounds like you're a very hands-on kind of guy anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's the difference between me and you. (laughs) As soon as I could buy a rack, I'm like, yeah, I'm buying this sucker. Um, So, but we talked earlier also about you, you're being right. So you've, you've kind of, you've shifted, you, you're, uh, you're more into cycling uh, more than, you know, lifting right now, right? You're, have you always been a cyclist, avid cyclist, or is that something that newfound it is? It
1: is. I've been cycling since I was a kid. Um, definitely been always into biking, um, got out of it a little bit in the late teens, early twenties, cause you get a car and that's cooler. And then I got back into mountain biking for a couple of years and I got into road cycling pretty heavy when I was 24, 25 okay. and then started racing and things like that. And then I would do both. So I, I weight train in the winter usually. And then when the summer comes, you know, you hit those nice days, you get out there on yeah. the bike and that's, that's what I do now is I, if I do any weightlifting training, it's usually in like that late fall through winter. And then I start to get on the cycling trainer and, and, do some workouts for that.
0: Cool. Gotcha. So this, let's go back to something you said earlier that the other places that you found these fractional plates on to help you, you know, keep progressing with your lifts were mostly in China instead of just ordering those. I'm sure you did order some to, to compare your, you know, your quality versus their quality eventually, but what's the difference between what you're making and what you're seeing other places sell online?
1: So what I decided to do is I, I looked at all the reviews, which is I think someone everybody should do. Look at all the reviews if you're going to start a company of the other businesses you're trying to do something similar to. Um, I'd read the customer reviews of like, these plates weren't super accurate. The coding didn't look great. They arrived late, couldn't get in touch with customer service, didn't wasn't available in certain weights. You know, and I just, I literally made a, an Excel spreadsheet and I went through every competitor or every person selling fractional plates on Amazon, eBay, and a couple other sites at the time to see and wrote down like what the positives were, the negatives, what it was made out of. Was it was made out of steel, was it was made out of rubber. Here's how I can make mine better than the rest. And, you know, originally we wanted to compete on price as best we could. And I'm like, you know, it's easy for me. It's, it's much harder. You know, you have to have a lot of capital just to go over and buy a bunch of plates over overseas, you know, you're going yeah. to buy in bulk. So you want to have something that like, I can go down the street and get to go to a steel supplier, not far from me, get them made, have them coated and I'll do it very locally. And after I did that, I found out, okay, people want a super accurate plate. Like these, a lot of people will take them and pop it right on a kitchen scale. How much does it weigh? Does it weigh one pound? Does it weigh 1.02 pounds? And that's how people were getting negative reviews. How does the coating look? Is it shiny? Is it consistent? Um, You know, that kind of a thing, how thin or thick are the plates are? Um, How fast do you ship it to me? You know, so I took the best of all, everything I could and made micro games. And we made it early on. We decided we would keep everything made in the USA Uh, for a lot of reasons. Logistics is huge. It is much easier to be able to talk to who is making your plates and even go to the facility and see them being made. Um, And then you're able to control a lot more of the process as it went on. I stopped obviously painting plates in my shed. I have a company that started to powder coat them. And so we, we worked together with them. Everything that I was making at the time, I switched from a company more locally to one in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, a couple hours from me. And, uh, I used to drive down and pick up plates in my truck drive it back. And then um, we put everything yeah. in the garage and have everything set up by size and things like that. So it got a little bit easier over time, but we found that those were the best niches and we were able to stay pretty competitive on price. I, I told you before, we're not necessarily the cheapest possible plate you can buy. We're definitely not the most expensive, but right. in our opinion, we're the, we're about the
0: only ones made in the USA. And, you know,
1: we had definitely have the highest
0: quality as far as that goes. Yeah. And I can attest to that too. I should have started this out by saying that I'm also, I also use your products long before you and I ever spoke on the phone. Um, uh, it had to be at the, either the beginning of this year or maybe a little bit later last year is when I bought my first quarter pound to pound um, fractional set. And I, I've been using them for, I mean, I use them myself. I use them for my, my clients at the gym. So and I can attest that the, the quality is outstanding. And I've, I've dropped them. I've banged them against obviously other plates and clanked them together. They, I keep them in the bag. I kind of toss them on the ground. Nothing is chipped. There's no damage to them. So they're, they're solid. That's good um, to hear. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's glowing review. If this was Amazon, I put that right at the top, <laughs> but so let's, let's talk a little bit more about the business side of things, because I think that's, what's most interesting to me is, and you and I talked about uh, Grant Brogy's podcast on massonomics. I'm not sure if you went back and listened to it, but he also makes plates. He's, he's a, he's a strength coach And he talked about the process that he had to go through and what he didn't understand to making this this type of product, let alone any kind of consumer product. And um, especially with having such a defined target market, you know, like weightlifters and people who are going to be using these kind of, uh, you know, he's dealing with 45 pound plates and you're dealing with the exact opposite of that. So let's dive into a little bit more of the business. Um, What were some of the most surprising things to you that came about when you first started digging into uh, building this business? Uh, Probably one of the biggest things
1: was uh, delivering like a quality product. Like early on, we would, I'd get plates that were all in like the same box. They'd ship them all, like all the quarter pound plates were in like a, just a regular box and I'd get them. And then they'd all be scuffed and scratched up because they all rubbed on each other as they were shipped to my house or as I picked them up. So it was like the bit, one of the biggest things was just, uh, quality control. Like it took multiple orders over two years to get like a, perf- a perfect plate you know, eventually they started stacking them sideways and that wasn't enough. And then eventually they started putting the plates in little baggies whenever they shipped them. And then and that turned out to be enough. And then the stickers were peeling off. So then I had to go and get like a vinyl sticker. And then eventually we got rid of stickers and the plates that you personally have, Eric, were uh, the, the weight and the logos pressed in. So now there's yep. no worries about that. Yep. Um, so, you know, we went to that process and that process was also challenging. Those plates come out and there's a little bit of a, a uh, little bit of a burr on the edge that has to get rounded off. And I remember we ran the first plates through and there was that burr on it because we didn't realize that was going to happen. So we had to rerun all that stuff. Like it, it seems like something always comes up every single time we order. And that's the challenge. You have to keep on overcoming and perfecting the product over time. And that, that has been one of the challenging parts. You just don't know what's going to happen. You know, you obviously I've never had any plates break or anything like that on anybody. Uh, But you're going to have customer feedback that is not always ideal. And you strive to put out the best possible product. Like I wouldn't put anything out that I wouldn't use. And, you know, it is tough sometimes to get some negative reviews because of whatever reason. Um, getting over that is really hard for people. Uh, I would think it's really hard for businesses. Some people just can't not get over it and then it consumes them. And you just have to let that roll off. You know, if it's not constructive feedback, if it's just saying your plates suck, but there's no reason, right. you know, then you just got to get over that. Uh, yeah. It's just, you're going to have people that aren't, aren't going to like it. And maybe they like other reasons, like for, for the uh, viewers or the listeners, uh, all my plates are black. So, you know, Henry Ford said, you can have any color you want as long as it's black. As as black. And that's kind of how, that is how we've done it. <laughs> Um, because a lot of my competitors do make colored plates, like a yellow, a blue, a green, a red. We don't because of cost, really. We like to keep the cost down for everybody. Doing multiple colors drives up the cost. And, you know, we kept it black Micro gains because it looks like a regular plate you'd see in the gym. We just kind of kept it that kind of look. And that has been something that we've we've also worked on. Um, we've looked at colors and things like that. But it's just the feedback that we get, we all like I write down and and think about and put it in a place for later to try to bring back up and use potentially.
0: Yeah, you're gonna have those people, even like the shade of black. The shade of black isn't ideal for me. And you're like, I'm trying here, man. Like what else do you want from me? Absolutely. Always going to have those kind of people. That's yeah, you can't please everybody, but honestly, that's okay. What about, what about in terms of the cost of, of something like this? I don't think, for me as a consumer, I see the price. And again, we're going back to this is, this is going to be different for everybody in every situation. People are working with different budgets. When you go in, you, you look at something. We're used to seeing something like we talked about um, a couple of weeks ago. You look at a product, like a one-pound plate, and you're like, oh, that should be about a dollar to a dollar and a half a pound right? That's right. I didn't think about that when I went, I knew exactly what I was going to buy. I went in, I want, this is what I'm going to, whatever, whatever you priced it as I was going to purchase. That's the kind Mm -hmm. of consumer I, uh, for this kind of product, that's the kind of consumer I am. When it comes to this industry, I'm looking for quality, whatever the quality is, I'm going to pay for that. But I'm sure you've had people reach out to you and say, well, how come these aren't, I just want a couple pound plates. How come they're not 50 cents when I get down to a, a 50 cent or right, uh, a half pound plate, how come this isn't 50 cents? What's, what's the cost in, in, in you know, making these kind of products that maybe the consumer does not understand?
1: Sure. So when you go to Walmart and you see a 25 pound plate, it is usually 25 bucks, 25, 30 bucks. You're paying that buck a pound. That's kind of the gold standard. Um, it, during the pandemic, obviously it skewed way up three, four bucks a pound. Sure. Used, used plates for maybe 60 cents a pound, 70 cents a pound. And you'll get my micro plates and you'll see an eight plate set, which is around five pounds of total weight and it's 40 bucks, 39.99. You're gonna be thinking, well, geez, that's like eight bucks a pound. Or, or you know, how can that be? Like, how can you not sell this one pound plate for a dollar? And there, there's a lot of reasons for that. I can I can break it down really quick for you, like a one-pound plate after it's actually made and it's also deburred, like I mentioned before, and coated and gets to me with the coat cost of the coating and the material, the everything. It might be around $2 in cost, maybe $250 for one single plate. So if I were to ship you that, it's already costing me two bucks right off the bat. And that's before I even get it to you. So then I'm going to take two of those. I'm going to put them in a box. It's like a one pound set. We sell it for, I think, $22.99. And you're getting the two plates. There's $5 in cost. In a box, which is also another 50 to 70 cents for the box. So now you're in it for $6. And then I'm going to ship it to your house, which is at the right now, even at USPS post office rates, you're talking about 790 to eight bucks. So now you're yeah. at 14 plus dollars in cost, about 14. And then you're gonna pay a fee, however you sold that. You're gonna pay a fee to Amazon for selling it on there, which can be upwards of 15% of your selling price, or on your website, which is a little bit smaller, let's say it's five percent. So now you're gonna be another dollar or two. So now you're in it for 16 bucks, 17 bucks, and then I'm only selling it for 22. So I'm making five bucks. You know, and yeah. then the question, is, like, how much should I make on, on the plates? You know, and, and that that is definitely a point of contention for, for individuals. You know, some of those made in uh, overseas plates are, are less. They're five bucks less. They're ten bucks less. Uh, you know, I have to come up and say, hey, listen. If you buy microgains versus the competition, you're just getting an overall better plate in every facet. You're getting higher quality. It's calibrated. It's extremely accurate. It's made in the USA. You know, we we are constantly saying, "Here's the benefits and here's the reasons why you should go with it." It's it's better in all facets. And just as a breakdown, yeah, I mean, it costs a lot more. I mean, just shipping you an eight plate set is eight eight nine dollars to do that uh, from the house. So it's pretty hard to sell an eight plate set for eight bucks whenever it's eight dollars just to ship it. So that's just some of the just to give you a, a sort of the background of what why it costs more for fractional. Plates.
0: Yeah, and 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 you broke that down really nicely. There's a lot of things in there from a consumer's point. And I'm sure there are people out there like, well, I don't care what it costs you sure. to make it to me. It, you know, it's, that's right. Just give me, yeah, that's exactly right. But if we want these kinds of things, we want quality, we want made in the USA, then you, the producer, should be making enough money to live and to keep producing the product. So I absolutely I completely understand. I think most people understand that, but um. So you talk about the shipping, the fees, packaging. Um, what about some of the the fees that you're paying to? Let's say you get a batch that that comes in and it's not up to your guys' standards. What does that process look like? what What goes into, you know, sending that giant batch back, getting them remade? What's that process like? Yeah, this actually just happened to us recently. We
1: had, um, I want to say, of our plates. So like I told you before, I think I ordered 20, 25 of each side originally. I think that our last order is 14,000 plates total. Wow. So we had them uh, had them made, had them coated. They sent them back to our place a couple of weeks ago and uh, they forgot to tumble them. So as I mentioned before, that little burr, that yeah. little sharp burr around the edge has to have has to be off or else you could cut, your- really could cut yourself. Like that's how sharp it could be cut a box. It could cut paper. Um, it's just the nature of the manufacturing process. So that's why they get tumbled. They forgot. So we had to actually wrap everything up, resend it back. They had to tumble it and then recode it and then send it back to us. And, you know, in some cases that was, that was their fault initially. Uh, we sent it back, had it tumbled, coded, and that was um, not a great decision. It actually scuffed up some of the plates. So we decided we would go back and get them all recoded for the sake of quality. And that costs us a couple thousand bucks um, you know, the, the company that made the mistake ate some of the, we had to eat a lot of the cost too. It's just the nature of doing business. And it's important that we delivered a quality product to our customers. Cause if we didn't, you know, I didn't want to sell a bunch of scratch and dent plates or something like that. We didn't yeah. want to be known for that. So it's worth it to me to eat up the additional cost uh, for, to make that happen. So we ship it, receive it, ship it. Like we, we had received the pallet. One of the other big issues that is the pallet collapsed in the back of the truck, a couple pallets. So we had four or 5,000 plates on the back of a truck that we had to pick up. <sighs> Um, by hand, throw them into a barrel to have them sent back to get them recoded, and this is just—it just seems like it's a normal week at Microgates. <laughs> <laughs> Something crazy happens, and you know, once again, I'm not going to send everybody a bunch of plates that fell on the floor. Uh, so, you know, uh, the companies will handle a lot of that. Sometimes we have to pony up some of the cost, and you know, I don't—I don't push that to the consumers. My plates aren't all of a sudden going to be fifty dollars for a set just to
0: make up this time. You know, we're going to eat that because that is the right thing to do. Yeah. Yeah, long term, that's going to be to me, it's a benefit to to you guys and to the customer. Absolutely. Spe- speaking of the customer, one thing that I was really impressed with was the the turnaround time. When I sent you the email for this podcast, I like I told you, I thought I was going to get another email back in a couple of days. On Monday, I should I should hear from him on Monday. That, that's fine. And within a matter of, I mean, it was less than an hour, I feel like I had a response from you. Now, I thought to myself, well, maybe that's because this is more of a casual um, outreach, a little promotion, it's a podcast. Yeah, I can respond to this schmuck, no problem. But when you and I talked, when you and I talked, you had made it a point to tell me that the customer service side of things is what you really tried to make and drive home. Uh, with all your employees, especially. And and you gave a little bit more detail on that. So explain a little bit more on why that is so important to you. It's important to us because we
1: want there to be a human on the other side. When you have a problem, we want to be able to handle your problem right away. And if that means answering an email on Saturday at 10 PM, because you're available and you're checking your email, like that's what we do. If it's on Sunday at three, if it's at night on a Tuesday, someone's going to be there to answer your email because we feel at least acknowledging the email of saying, Hey, I got your email. I'm going to maybe find the answer and I'll get back to you is the first step of like, Oh my gosh, these people really care. Um, I think that's really important, especially when you're building a business. Uh, I, I'm not, I'm not necessarily into the no days off mentality, but yeah. uh, I, I don't work on micro gains on weekends. Yeah, I go pretty hard Monday through Friday, but I mean, if emails and customer questions and things like that come up, you have to answer them. I think it's important to answer them. And especially when your email came up, uh, I saw it and shot an email back. I think it, it was in the middle of the day on like a Saturday. Yeah. And I was just dealing with a customer uh, on Sunday, on July 4th. that wanted to know if I could make a certain plate for them because I was sending it to the Netherlands and wanted to ask a couple DM back and forth. And I had the time and I was available and they really appreciate it. In fact, they're like, hey, great customer service. I really like that. And I just don't think you have that touch, especially if you're going to go and get some of these companies that are overseas, at least from what I've seen is you're just not getting anybody back you're going to email three days later. You know, we pride ourselves on, on email, you know, getting back to people right away, especially in DM, whenever someone sends an Instagram DM or Facebook, you know, I get that right away on my phone. That's just a notification that pops up like a text message. I like to answer that stuff right away. And it's the same thing with the shipping process where on Amazon, eBay, Etsy, some of the places we sell Walmart, you have to ship the next day. Like it's just automatic. Like you have, so we just, our website, everything gets shipped one, one business day. You order today, we ship it tomorrow, period. Awesome. We don't, we don't make any, you know, bones about it. We like to get, you like to get the stuff there right away. Cause we really want to start working out right away. So uh, speed is important
0: and having your voice heard is very important. Yep. 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 That's awesome. And I like how you snuck that Walmart in there just now. <laughs> so congratulations on that. You, that. That is some big news. Uh, this is kind of going to be a wrap up thing. So I don't want to jump the gun too much, but since you brought it up, um, you did, you did make a post about this so people can go back. This is being recorded on July 6th. So by the time this goes out, maybe you'll be in stores already. Tell us about the process of uh, your company that you started in 2017, not that long ago, getting into this big box retailer. So we started selling on walmart.com in early 2020. Okay. had
1: already been, we started on eBay, went to Amazon, started our website, I think in 2018, microgains.com, and then went to Walmart 2020, And I think because of the sales that we did on there, whenever we started, we have the fractional plates on there, the dumbbell plates and and things like that had done pretty well. And they saw they were made in the USA, uh, that we were actually approached from Walmart as they emailed and said, hey, you should sign up for this uh, promotion that we're doing for they're trying to invest $350 billion into American made goods uh, to put in their, put in the physical store over the next 10 years. So they have this every year, they have an open call, which is an open call to individuals, or businesses, I guess I should say that have a product that is either, um, made grown or put together here in America. Okay. And our, obviously our stuff qualifies, everything we make is made in the USA. And we were able to go on this website and you had to actually fill in all the information of your plate of your products. And I put in multiple products and the costs and, um, the UPCs and retail packaging and how you could palletize it. And I mean, there was a lot of It took a couple hours to to really fill that in. And then you would find out later on by, I think it was, we did this back in April. I think by June 1st, they were going to email you yes or no. So June 1st, literally we got the email that says, Hey, yeah, you're going to have an open call with a Walmart buyer and a face-to-face like we're having right now, like a Zoom call and you're going to be able to pitch your product. And we were selected. There was around, I think it was 12 to 14,000 businesses applied and less than a thousand actually got selected. So we were one of the thousand. So pretty small, pretty small chance uh, of getting it. So we, we piqued their interest with the plates and the process. And I had a call with the senior buyer and a uh, buyer of senior buyer of sporting goods and the buyer of just weight plates and weight accessories. I believe that was the call it was two individuals. And I was able to uh, build a PowerPoint presentation. Uh, so we actually sent them the A plate set in advance. So they had it with them. And I was able to talk about the benefits and why they should put it in Walmart. And it worked out great. Uh, the, the, the senior buyer of sporting was actually working out was we we talked briefly about overhead press and how she was struggling to go from one Oh five to 110, And she knew about fractional plates, which is crazy because you know, it is definitely more of a niche market, (laughs) right? So, uh, it it worked out really well. They they said, are you selling on walmart.com? I said, yeah, and they, you know, they want, he's like, we, we want to put some eight plate sets in the stores, uh, a couple hundred stores to, in fact, and it won't actually be till next year to so be 2022 because they do their, okay. they do their sets so far in advance. Like they set the sporting goods up. They're setting up sporting goods in August or September is my next meeting with them. Okay. They set that up for the following year, like in June, July. So... You know, it's going to be selecting the right markets and putting the sets in right there with the weight plates and getting the box and packaging redone right now. Um, if you send them like in a black micro gains box, I'll have to put like a retail sleeve over it and we'll be able to start sending sets to them next year. So we have another meeting, a follow-up and, yeah. you know, it definitely will help uh, scale up micro
0: gains business. So it'll be micro gains and the shake weight right, right next <laughs> to each other. <laughs> You have other products also that we didn't mention. So talk a little bit more about, there's one that I have yet to order that I'm going to, and I actually uh, actually could have used it, I could actually use it every single day I'm in the gym, I just haven't pulled the trigger on it yet. But talk about some of the other products that you guys carry and, and where those can be found. So one of the other products that we're known for is the Dumbbell Microplate.
1: And that weight is a weight that actually clamps on to the handle of most dumbbell types. And you can add incremental weight to a dumbbell that way. Uh, we sell those in a half pound, one pound, 1.25 pound, and we just launched a two and a half pound version. So this way you can add in two 1.25 pound dumbbell plates, clamp them onto the handle. And all of a sudden you've got a 52 and a half pound dumbbell, which is something they don't even sell. So you're able to get weird sizes of dumbbells, you know, 61-pound dumbbell, a a 73-and-a-half-pound dumbbell, just with the micro gains. And we sell one of the only products that's really like that on the market. That is also made on laser-cut steel. The pieces are riveted together. We sell them in sets of two and sets of four. And it's been a pretty successful product for us so far. Um, Definitely big for helping dumbbell jumps. We just launched the two-and-a-half-pound, which will actually allow you to make five-pound jumps, which I had a lot of requests for. And a lot of people have. 35 40 45 50 when you get into bigger dumbbells though yeah. it usually goes by 10 60 70 80 90 100 you know right. these two and a half pounders will let go up to 115 pound dumbbell if you don't
0: necessarily have that so that's one of our one of our niche products as well. And what about the we this is the, the one that and that's those are awesome the one that i'm really excited about is the gym pin and i know that there are other products out there like this some some companies sell their own that you have to, to buy so yeah the gym pin is new we actually have
1: a licensing agreement with the company Jimpin Pin from the uk with the gym okay. pin is, so we're working together so it's called the microgains gym pin uh but we have a licensing deal with them so it is the exact same pin that you're going to get in the uk uh, but what it does is if you have a weight machine, this is a pin that you can slot into the weight stack of a weight machine and you can add incremental weight. So in a lot of times on weight machines, it goes up by tens or fifteens. You can do be doing, let's say a lat bar pull down. You go 70, 80, 90, a hundred gets really tough to do. If you're going to jump up by 10, now you can take the gym pin. It's made out of aluminum and you slot it back into the hole on the actual weight stack itself. And you can add two and a half pounds. So now instead of a 90 to hundred jump, you can go 90 to 92.5. Right. And it's just a great way you can, it's small, it's light. It weighs, uh, one pound. You can toss in your gym bag, take it with you. Or if you have something at home, you can obviously use it for that. And it's been a, we've, we just launched it a couple of weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago. Too long, but we've already had a great reception for it. And it'll actually accommodate up to two 45 pound plates. But we always tell people like don't exceed the manufacturer's like guidelines for the weight machine. So if it goes to 200 pounds, you don't want to slap 290 on it if it can't actually handle that. So we're kind of focusing on more of the microloading version of that. So you can go up in between sizes. We don't necessarily want to max out the weight stack with it. Uh, But yeah, it's a pretty, pretty neat item. Something that is allowing us to help individuals break plateaus on the barbell, on the dumbbell and weight machines now. So that's kind of like what our big, our big messages for consumers, for microloads.
0: Yeah. All, yeah. All three. Um, all I have to do, I've been lazy about it. I just have to figure out what whole pin size. I'm probably just going to buy both and then I'll just return the one. So <laughs> that's probably what I'm going to end up doing. But um, yeah, no, no, this, Mike, I think what you guys are doing are great. And I'm glad we got to jump on this call. I help more people You know, t- just take advantage of this. I know a lot of people listen uh, training with barbells. This is I know a lot of them already know about micro gains and are using micro gains. So, hopefully, this kind of broadens the audience. But, Mike, is there anything else you want to wrap up with, let people know about? Where, where can they reach out to you? How do they get a hold of you if they, if they have questions? Sure.
1: Best way to reach out to me is usually on Instagram at micro gains, Facebook at micro gains. You can shoot me a, a DM and I get those right away. You can also send an email to Mike at micro gains. That's gains with a Z. Dot com. And I respond to emails pretty quickly as well. Um, pretty available, like I mentioned earlier. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns about any of the products that we talked about today, I'm here to answer those. And, um, yeah, I think with micro gains, the, the big thing, like I said, we're helping people build strength, break plateaus in, in all forms of ways that they can, they can weight lift. And it's, you know, the micro weights are important where a lot of people might say, Oh, it's just a pound. It doesn't matter. And, you know, if you, and, and take this as an example, if you just added one pound to your bench press every week, just one single pound, you'd be up 52 pounds on your bench press. Uh, I know that I understand completely. There are other ways to get over plateaus. I know that you can deload. I know that you can change your reps and and uh sets. I know that you can change the intensity of your workout. I understand a lot of that. We're just merely presenting you another way to continue to like a linear progression, progressive overload, add more weight every week, keeps you it mentally, it keeps you going because it's like, hey, I did 215 last week. Now we're doing 217 and a half. Like I'm just gonna keep progressing forward. This is not right. a, a thing where I think people should go up by one pound or start with one pound in the bar. You go by as much weight as you want to. You go by forty fives, twenty fives, tens, whatever you want to do. You can do that, but eventually you're going to plateau, or else you'd be able to bench press your car outside. Right. And uh, I don't know anybody that can do that. So this is just a great way to continue uh, becoming stronger and you know, reaching your goals. I think you just
0: challenged somebody to try to bench press the car is what you just did. <laughs> I, hope, I hope exactly. I to see it. If they do it, tag micro gains on Instagram. That's right. <laughs> uh, no, no, I I agree with all that, and I think that you know for the easiest thing before jumping ship to another program or to another rep scheme is to just add smaller weight. You can't go for it. You can't go two and a half more pounds. You can't go five, five more pounds, then go a little bit, a little bit less. So the easiest change I think is what you just introduced. Yeah.
1: I, it's not about the max weight that you can pull. It's not about, I can, I'm able to squat 451. It's about, you right. know, you're doing three sets of five and you were struggling on getting um, those five reps. Maybe you're getting three reps, two reps, four reps, but you want to get five. This is a way to kind of combat that. Um, you know, you can look at like some of the biggest, like all those big giant deadlifts that the guys do the mountain from Game of Thrones, the guy that deadlifted, right. tried to do, I think 500 kilos. But I mean, last year he deadlifted, 1,062. And this year he did lift 1,067, you know, like going up five pounds for him has got to be ridiculously hard. Oh, yeah. Um, but you know, how else did he train at that level? He had to have probably use
0: microplates. And for listeners of fitness candor, if you go to microgains.com, use the code candor C A N D O R. Mike has generally generously offered 10% off your order at microgains.com. So please jump on and do that. Um, any, any of the products on that site. So Mike, I thank, thank you for that. Thank you for jumping on the call. I hope people do get a hold of you, and I hope people will continue to get stronger one pat at a time, man. Thanks so much, Eric. Appreciate being on here.